Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're just going to do a year in review of what happened throughout the course of this year pertaining to the podcast. I will give you some of the numbers and the breakdowns of how we did. In addition, I will give you other information about why the podcast was started and what to look for in 2023. So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we talk about a year in review of the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And as we did say in the intro, we're just going to basically do a year in review. And we're going to talk about what has happened with the podcast over the past year, from basically since 2022. Now, we did not technically start the podcast until it was started in March. So this is not a full year of 2022. We've done, I believe, approximately nine months as of this point. And one of the questions I would get from a lot of people when they first found out that I did have a podcast was, why did you even start one in the first place? And I think that's a good question because everyone has their own unique reasons as to why they would do a podcast. And mine was several fold. But one, someone had put the idea in my head around Thanksgiving of 2021. And they asked two questions. They said, since you have such a, you know, wide, wide, a wide array of knowledge on different topics, why don't you write a book? And I said um, to them, I don't think I would, you know, write a book anytime soon for any specific reason other than I just was like, I don't have time to write a book. So I never that that thought process went out, you know, went in, went in one year and out the other because I never really had any intention on ever wanting to write a book or anything like that. So then later on, uh, I, I won't say it was the same day. It was maybe a couple of days later. Someone had said, why don't you start up a podcast? And I, I have listened to podcasts for years and years and years. I've been listening to podcasts probably for 10 years. They've been around for a long time. But not too many people know now they're obviously more popular. They become mainstream. So I didn't even think about that until I started to see what was the process of actually starting one. So I said, if I was going to start one, how would I do it? What would be the process? And for someone like me, I, if I decide to do something, once I cross the line and I say, okay, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So there's not going to be, I'm going to do it a little bit and see how it works. If not, I'm going to do it, a, you know, I'm going to be head first. I'm going to dive straight into it and I'm going to keep doing it. So that's just how I am. So when all of that stuff was happening, I started doing some research on podcasts about actually starting up one, what would you need and everything. And to my surprise, it wasn't quite as difficult as I thought it would be to actually get a podcast up off the ground and running. So the next question was, do you have time to do a podcast? And I figured if I kept it at a reasonable amount of time and I could, I have plenty of opportunity to prepare a show with research and doing show notes and things like that. I should be able to keep up a pace of just putting one out once a week without any too much sophistication. So I thought about that and I said, okay, I can probably do that. 
So another thing was a lot of people were telling me you have a lot to say, but you know, not too many people are going to ever hear it, you know, because of just where you're located and where you live at and all these different things. But with a podcast, you will have an opportunity to reach a broader audience where people will be able to hear you pretty much everywhere, all over the world. Now, again, that's going in one ear and out the other because when I'm start thinking about starting this podcast, I'm saying to myself, if I can get anywhere between 30 and 40 people to listen to me speak in a week, I did really good. That's, that was my thought process on it because who would want to hear you know, someone talking about a specific issue or topic and literally consistently listen to it every single week or even, you know, maybe once a month or how often, however often people would even listen. Because I'm thinking there's a whole lot of other things people could be doing with their time besides listening to Andrew Johnson. So I never, I had very low expectations coming in because I just didn't think people would even care to hear what I had to say. So then the next thing was just basically picking a topic. And I came up with men, money, and marriage. I said that would be something that I could talk. It's a safe, it's a relatively safe topic. I won't, you know, it's not too controversial. And I think there's a, you know, a big audience out there for this type of material. So I said, well, I'll try that and see how that works. Where the number 313 came in, I talked about it on the question and answers episode. It's just, there were, I, I found out that just by, as I was researching, I found out if I just typed in men, money, marriage, entitled to podcast that, no one would ever find it because it would be about 80 or 90 different ones that pop up. So what I decided to do was put numbers in front of men, money and marriage, but I wanted the numbers to have some significance. And so the number three was just that there were three topics that we were talking about men, money and marriage. The 13, they were the 13th letter in the alphabet. M is the 13th letter in the alphabet. And then the ironic thing about this and this was not necessarily done specifically on purpose, but I released the first episode on 313, which was March the 13th. It was not done on purpose. It had nothing to do with the title at all. I didn't realize it until literally after the episode was released. So the episode did drop on 313, the very first one, which was entitled The Four Pillars of Manhood. That episode dropped on 313, which was March the 13th. So it had some significance to it. So maybe that was some, uh, you know, intervention. Who knows? But that's how the whole thing started. Now, when I was first telling people about the podcast, mostly anyone who I spoke to or told about had many of them had never even heard of a podcast before. So I'd have to show them exactly how to listen to it on their phone and how they could find it. Because at the time when I first started, I didn't have a website or anything. I just had the podcast itself. So I had to educate people on exactly how to listen to the podcast. So many people have smartphones nowadays. So I just showed them which platforms they could listen to it on and which ones I was on. Now, when I first started, I wasn't on all the platforms. I was only on Spotify and uh, that was it. It was just Spotify for the first three or four days. Then Apple came on that week and it was followed by Amazon Music and then Google and those were the big four that I was on after I would say about the first week. So from there, again, I'm not having any expectations. If, like I said, if I can get 30 or 40 people to even listen to me a week, I feel like I reached somebody. And one of the other reasons, let me, if I go back a little bit, 
one thing I was thinking about too with recording a podcast on this is that, you know, with my children, I thought, hey, when I record these episodes and I release them to the, to the universe, they're digital formatted. So they're there forever. So I was just saying, you know, if something ever happened to me where I was, uh, you know, I was I passed away early or something, my children would sort of have somewhat of a blueprint because they can, you know, listen to a lot of these episodes and kind of just, just get a gauge of my personality and how I feel about some of these subjects and different things like that. So I felt like it's almost like leaving them a diary or a blueprint just in case something did ever happen to me. So that was another reason why I started recording and take it a little bit more seriously. And that happened after, say, the first two weeks of recording. Because when I initially started, because recording a podcast now is, is, is relatively easy for some people. Like you can literally just use your smartphone if you want and you can record an entire podcast. But I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get away with that because I wanted to have guests on sometimes. So I knew that at some point I'm going to have to have something better than just my phone because I'm not going to be able to really do a podcast very well where the sound quality would be decent um, for doing a podcast if I just use my cell phone. I've always been a stickler for good sound. So ever since I was in school, high school, things I always had to have a good, clear sound to it. And if it didn't have a good sound to it, I didn't really want to mess with it. The content can be great, but if the sound wasn't good, I didn't want to mess with it. So when I first started out, I literally, if you go back and listen to this episode, and these are people who listen to it on a consistent basis or who are new to the show, a lot of my listeners are new so that they don't know some of the, the very beginning episodes. But if you go back and listen to the trailer and the first two episodes where I recorded the uh, Four Pillars of Manhood and the, uh, the second episode called Your 20s. Those, those episodes were all recorded with just my cell phone and a microphone plugged into the phone. That's it. Those were the first two. So what I did is after they were recorded, I listened to them back in my car because I figured most people would want to listen to their podcast are going to be either listening to it in the car or on the phone or they have headphones in or maybe at work or the desktop or something like that. But I said, if it doesn't sound great here or up to my expectations, I'm going to have to do something. So after listening to it, the sound wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it was not up to my standards personally. So I said, I'm going to have to buy a mixer. So what ended up happening was by the third episode, uh, I think it was called Money, How an Effect It Has on Your Marriage or something to that effect. I had a guest and the person that I interviewed was Robert Barkley, and he just wanted to know. He didn't really even want to come on per se, but he just wanted to know how to do one. So I showed it to him. So he came over to my house, and I basically showed him my setup. And at this point, right before he came, like a day or two before he got there, is when I got the mixer. And that way I knew that if I ever wanted to record more than one person, I would be able to do it with the mixer. So he was the first guest, and we recorded it uh, right through, through the, the mixer here in, in my house. And that was the first guest I had. That was the third episode. Now, some people were asking in the past, you know, what equipment was I using 
what equipment do I use when I record the mixer, when I record the show? And there's a variety of different mixers you can use. Some of them are as cheap as anywhere between $150, $200, and they, they will work, and they do a pretty decent job. I went with a, the, the Rodecaster Pro. It was a little bit more money. This one, I think, was about, let's say, 500 and some change, somewhere around there. But the main reason why I wanted it is, for one, it had four channels, and two, you can Bluetooth your phone to the mixer. So I knew that there were going to be times where I was going to be interviewing people all over the country, and they were going to have to call in. So I had to have a mixer that could do that. Plus, it does a really good job of cleaning up a lot of things, so it really cut down on a lot of the editing that I do. I've done very little editing on the show. I've done some where I've taken parts out of someone that might have said something and said to me, hey, can you take that out? And I've done things like that. But for the most part, the editing, I haven't done a whole lot of editing with the show. And part of it, in part, is due because the Rodecaster Pro does such a good job of capturing things, and it makes the sound quality pretty good. So we've had some, uh, you know, if I have a guest on the phone or even in person, the sound quality tends to come out pretty good. So I, I always thought that if I can get a decent mixer and if I ever had to travel or go anywhere with it, I'd do it. And the Rodecaster Pro has been an excellent mixer for doing a podcast. So if you can afford it, which is, no, it's not cheap. I want to let people know that right now. It's not cheap. And uh, they actually have a newer version of it out right now. That's called the Rodecaster 2. And I think that's retailing for about $699. But if you just get a regular Rodecaster like the one I have, it is pretty sufficient. Uh, you can hook it up to a laptop if you want to. There's a variety of different things you can do with it, and it is very flexible. It's not that big, so you can travel with it if you ever had to. And it does the job. I mean, it, it really does a good job of uh, recording a podcast. So by that episode, that was the first time we started to use it. So from that point on, we've been using the Rodecaster Pro. But even with the Rodecaster Pro, I still wanted my sound to be even better because I thought if it meets up to my expectations, which is high pertaining to sound, I said, I get, if it doesn't meet mine, but most people aren't going to care about it as much as I do, I'm going to make it sound even better. So what I did when I went and started the second season, and I got into the second season, I bought a cloud lifter, which all that basically does is boost the, the sound and the tone of your voice a little bit. It amplifies it a little bit more. So it gives me about a 20 to 25% bump in sound. So the Clout Lifter is what you're hearing me talk on now with the Rodecaster Pro. I'm also using a Rode mic. So that's all the equipment that I basically use to, to do the show. Majority of microphones that you can use with a podcast, you can get a decent one for about 60, 70 bucks. The Rode one that I'm talking on now is about a $100 microphone. And they work pretty well. They're very, they're very uh, the sound quality on them is decent. Uh, this one here has a pop filter sort of built into it. So it worked out really good to, to get it up and running. So that's the equipment that I use. That was the whole premise of wanting to start the podcast. Again, no expectations. I looked at the numbers of what the average podcast recorded. And I, my goal was just to be better than the average in this first year. And then we haven't even got to our year, year yet, but... My first year was to do better than what the average podcast does over the course of a year. So what has happened, numbers-wise, pertaining to our podcast? We've exceeded my expectations. Most of my episodes that I release now are going above the average podcast. 
there's only been one that kind of hit the average in the past, I want to say, three or four months. But over the past three or four months, every episode that I've recorded have, has went above what the average podcast does. But again, I'm a stickler for wanting to always do better, so I want my numbers to increase. Now, most podcasts are rated on a seven-day run. So the first seven days, what does the podcast do numbers-wise is a good indicator on how well you're going to do. And the first seven days, the episodes that I've recorded have always, you know, like I said, over the past three or four months, have outperformed the average podcast. But there's been like three or four that I did that has did really well within the first seven days. They are each different. One that did well that came in third place in the first seven days was when I, when I did one on your credit score. And I think it was called Men in Your Credit Score, something to that effect. That had a really high number for the first seven days. A lot of people shared the information on that one for some reason. I guess people's credit score is very important to them. So that one ironically did really well in that first seven-day period. The next one that did really well was one that I had recorded. It was relative, well, it was, I want to say relatively recently. And that one was the one where I recorded with the uh, uh stay-at-home dad episode. And my neighbor, uh, David Dowling, who was a stay-at-home dad, volunteered to come over and talk about it. And that episode did had a very good seven-day run. It came in second place. The episode that came in first place pertaining to the first seven-day run was uh, our women prioritizing career over marriage, which was just released about three weeks ago. That has been my highest-performing seven-day episode, uh, seven-day run episode. And... At this point, reason why those numbers are higher on that one, I think particularly is because I have, my listenership has grown. So the numbers have actually went up on certain particular topics where people are, might see it and then click on it. And then I have my, my traditional listeners who are listening to it on the show on a consistent basis. And that's pretty much how those three ranked as far as the top, uh, the most, the, the, did the highest number within the seven-day period. Now, the episode that has performed the best the episodes that have done the best out of all of them since day one is the best way I tell people is the, since the, uh, the first, you know, since the launch of the podcast in March. The episode that's in first place, and this still to this day surprises me, is the one that's called Your 20s. This was the second episode I ever recorded. And again, I didn't even have the mixer at this point. I literally just had the microphone plugged into my cell phone. This episode, I don't even have an original copy of it because I recorded it right to the platform. So if people ever wanted, if I ever wanted to make an original copy of this particular episode that I had on my own, my own drive here at the house, I'd have to re-record it because I literally uploaded it directly to the platform that I distribute the podcast on. So it didn't, I never had the actual recording of it. That episode, for some strange reason, people keep clicking on it to this day. And I think that it was spread a lot through word of mouth because of the content that I was talking about. Halfway through that episode, I do a kind of uh, right track, wrong track type of thing where I say one person is going this way, another person goes this way. This is what ends up happening to them over the next 30 to 40 years. I think that story resonated with a lot of people because to this day, that episode gets more listens than any one other episode I recorded. 
and it did not meet uh, my sound <laughs> expectations. Because remember, I only used a, a cell phone and my, the microphone. The episode that's in second place, and this still also surprises me, is the one I recorded with Judy Winbush, who's a licensed professional counselor. And it was entitled, Don't Let Money Ruin Your Marriage. That is in second place. That episode, for some strange reason, gets a lot of listens. I don't know. Maybe, again, it's the content of it. But Judy has been on the show three times, and that was the second time she came on. And it did really well. So I brought it back on a third time, and we're trying to get it back on a fourth time because... The episodes that she's on do numbers wise tend to do better. And she was the first female guest that I had on the show as well. So that kind of also might've had something to do with it. I'm not sure. The third episode was the very first episode I recorded the four pillars of manhood. And people like that one for some strange reason. Also another thing that happened with that particular episode is that usually when I was getting new subscribers who were coming on and who wanted to listen to the podcast, sometimes people listen from the very beginning and work their way all the way up until the present time. So I got a lot of listeners who listen to it like in that, in that capacity. So I think that's why the number is kind of high on that particular one. The very first episode, a lot of people listen to in fourth place was the father's day episode. That episode, I got a lot of critical praise from that episode. Like people really love that episode. And that was the one I interviewed my pastor and Marcus Cotton, who's well, the uh, teen pastor at the church. And we talked about Father's Day. And for, I got a lot of people who were sending me text messages and everything talking about that particular episode and how they really loved it. So that came in fourth place. Uh, the one that's in fifth, I'm going to go to fifth and then sixth and now stop. The one that came in fifth place was the female and male prime years. Now, this episode is, is, did well, and that was like the fourth or fifth one ever recorded. But the thing was with that particular episode, a lot of people had some objections to certain things I said in it pertaining to the women's side of things. And I did address and answer some of their questions pertaining to that because some women thought the prime years I had the numbers off and it was wrong because they were told that women's prime is in their 40s and all of these other different things. But I was talking about physical prime, not your other types of primes that you might have. But so that one got a little bit of confusion with that, but it still did well numbers wise. I got to. Uh, a very good number with this, that one. And then number six was, again, this is the last one I talked about, was do you believe in soulmates? And that one was also recorded with Judy Winbush. And that one is in sixth place. That episode did very well in its first seven-day run and continued to get a lot of listens after the fact. So sometimes it's the subject matter that you use that causes an episode to do really well. And then there's other things that take in, you know come into effect that, you know, that will uh, have some some will cause people to want to listen to it. You know, it may be a key word or a phrase that will drive listeners to the, the podcast. So that's, that's another one that did really well. Now, in the, the, this particular podcast is in what they call education or self-improvement. So in the education category, this particular podcast, which is really strange to me on a majority of the platforms, because what ended up happening is as the people, more people start to listen, it's, I started getting picked up by other platforms. So I'm on just about every platform. I got put on Pandora about a month or so ago. The only one I haven't got on yet is iHeartRadio, which I'm trying to work on and get that going. But what ended up happening was uh, all of these, these, as I was getting picked up through all these, these different things here, the podcast started to you know, gain some traction from, you know, uh, you know, like I said, other people starting to listen and tuning in and 
you know, it, it, it really, you know, surprised me. So what ended up happening is in the education uh, category, we ended up being, in the majority of these platforms that distribute podcasts, in the top 25% of all, all podcasts recorded pertaining to education. And I didn't even consider this an education uh, podcast. I thought it would be more leaning towards maybe self-improvement, but it, it falls under the educa- education category. So because of that, we kind of ended up in the top 25% of all podcasts pertaining to education. And I was blown away by that number. I could, couldn't believe it because that was not the intention when I started it. I really, like I said, I didn't think no more than 30 or 40 people would ever listen in after the course of a week. I didn't expect to get a lot of listens, but I wouldn't have the digital content out there. And I figured over the course of time with marketing and everything, it would get more traction and listeners. Now that 25%, like I said, that number did surprise me pertaining it to, to it being an education you know, category podcast. But the other thing that really surprised me was that people from other countries were listening. So that really surprised me. I found out at the end of the year numbers, like they send me some end of the year numbers from different things. And I got a, a rundown from Spotify and I found out that I had listeners in Finland, Singapore, Ghana, South Africa, Canada, all of these different countries. I was, you know, literally blown away by it. I didn't think people were listening from, you know, I'm just thinking it's more regional from the people I tell. And then some people in the United States, but, not even paying attention to it, I was really shocked that I had listeners all over the world. Uh, I had got uh, text messages, well, not text messages, but emails uh, telling me how the podcast was doing in a specific country, which really surprised me. I have listeners in Mexico. I have listeners in France, the Philippines, all over. Just really, to this day, I'm shocked that people were listening to, to this particular podcast from all over the world. And so when I, when I saw those numbers come in and I saw that I was getting some traction over there. And like I said, it's not a whole bunch of people. It might be five or 10 people over there listening, but I don't care. Those are people who I would have never had any, you know, never would have heard my voice. or had any contact or anything, but now can hear me on a podcast and, you know, tune in. And I started to pick up on it a little bit because I would get a lot of listeners that were coming in overnight so when I start to think about it a little bit, I start saying, those oh, it's got to probably be people who listen in foreign countries because their time, you know, they're ahead. So in Europe, they're about, you know, four or five hours ahead. And in other countries, they're, you know, be eight or nine hours ahead. So I start to, you know, when I go to bed at night, I wake up in the morning, I see I had a, a bunch of more listens. And I was like, where are these people listening from? Not, you know, like I, I know they didn't listen overnight, but because their time is ahead, they were listening during that period of time. So all of those people who are listening to me in foreign countries and the countries that I listed, listening, listed, I wanted to say thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I did not expect this to happen at all. My subscriber numbers have went up since November. Uh, I did uh, run one ad, and it did pay dividends. A lot of people started to subscribe that I didn't think would subscribe from that particular platform, and that driv- also drove the numbers to go up. My biggest a week of recording as far as the number total of listens I got in a week was over the Thanksgiving week, that Thanksgiving week, the travel week. I had my highest number of listeners that week. And again, combined with people traveling and 
uh, more people subscribing during that period of time caused my numbers to jump up dramatically during that particular week. So that's what's happened with the podcast. Like I said, what we will be doing here in the future is we're going to start doing some video with the podcast. I got, got it set up to where I can now record video and we're going to do some of those starting in January, not maybe the first couple of episodes, but maybe like in the middle of January when I have a little bit more time, we're going to start doing that. In addition to that, I have some other people who are going to be coming on more frequently as guests. We're going to do some panel type discussions. So we're going to have things like that where we will do almost like a Zoom type of a thing where we'll be talking about a specific topic and there'll be two or three or four different people on at the same time. We'll be doing things like that, which I'm really excited about. And we're going to be doing, uh, like I said, with the live streaming and everything, we're going to be continuing to deliver the kind of content that you've been used to hearing. And again, we're going to continue to try to make the show sound even better. Because remember, I'm a stickler for sound and I always want my show to have a great quality sound to it. So if you can just stick with me, you know, this is the holiday period. So I didn't want to put out a specific episode. I just want to tell you how the show did. And I want to thank my audience for continuing to listen. If you stick with me, I'm only going to get better at this. And as I get better, you'll start to see more guests. You'll start to see a variety of different things. So if you stick with me, you guys have been my core base. I have some people who literally listen the second I drop an episode, they put, they start listening. I still to this day can't believe that that happens like that. So because of, because of your view, the audience doing that, I, I'm for you sticking it out and give me a half an hour of your time pretty much every week. I can only say thank you. You know, and just I, it's, it's amazing to me that this podcast, this little podcast is, you know, generating some type of a listenership here. And like I said, we managed to get into the top 25 percent of all podcasts in the education category just from people that's like you tuning in and listening. So I just want to say thank you. We're going to also be doing a couple other things pertaining to the podcast. We're going to start coming up with little things that you can, you know, uh, Order. We're going to try and come up with like coffee mugs and different things like that to say the 313 men, money, and marriage on it. May have facts, logic, and reasoning, which is my little phrase that I made up to start the show. Uh, lastly, just to, to wrap up with that, that phrase means, and when I say facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation, that's just scientifically speaking, that's the left side of the brain. And it's the side of the brain that men spend a majority of their time on. So they say that's where facts, logic, and reasoning reside is on the left side of the brain. So that's why I said that it's going to be at the forefront of every conversation. It's not going to be dominating every conversation. I just said it's going to be what we kind of talk about mostly, majority of the time. So that's where that phrase came from. So with all that being said, I just want to wrap this up. And I want to wish everyone, uh, I hope you all had a great Christmas. I want to wish you all a happy new year. Enjoy your, your, your 2022, move into 2023 with some goals that you set. And I wish, I hope they all come to fruition, all your goals you set. I want you to keep plugging away. And if I can add any information to make your life better, that's what I'm here for. If you want to leave a review on my website, it's always in the show notes. You can click on there and leave a review. I appreciate it. And with all of that being said, I am out. Good night.